Who of you, kids or adults, went surfing or bodyboarding this December holidays? Anyone out there? Well, that's great. Christian was the first. He's both a kid and an adult, so well done. <laughs> uh, awesome. Anyone else? There's some kiddies back there. So last week, around about this time, I got out of the waters at quite a scary wave on the west coast called Swartriet. Anyone has been there, seen it? Alika, obviously, saw it. She was there with me. Anyone else? Now, let me just say from the offset, I'm not a surfer or a bodyboarder. Growing up in Gauteng and then moving here after school, I've just one of those things I've never picked up. So I'm trying my very best, but I was amongst some real West Coast surfers who knew the drill. And they were super keen that we were visiting and we're going to go on a surf mission. And I had a little wetsuit on. And it felt very little, because that's what wetsuits feel like, little. And I wasn't keen to even try the surfing at the back wave, because it was massively big and really scary and ice cold. I just said, I'll take the bodyboard and go try the front wave at least. As I was trying to get through the break, I was tired within the first five minutes. And needless to say, the cold water... The scary waves, because it's deeply scary, at some point the waves come together and they create these massive peaks, and I find myself there all the time, I just realized that I've got to make sure that I stay sharp, because it could turn out quite differently if I don't stay sharp. Every now and again, what I needed to do is I needed to look back at the beach to see if the stream is not taking me away. I had to turn around and make sure that I'm still in line with the family waiting on the beach and the friends waiting on the beach and the, the children out there, because just like this, the strength and the force of the waves, the cold water and the stream could take me out and it would have been really dangerous. Uh, the guys did warn me about this, but you know how us men are, we want to be brave and bold. So I tried my very best and then after taking two waves, half, halfly, I didn't really do really well. I decided that's it, I'm out of here, it's way too scary. But what I want to talk about is that importance of having to look back and anchor myself and make sure that I'm still in line to face the scary waves and the waves tossing me and the cold and the uncertainty in front of me. Now I know at the start of a new year, all of us are ready to look forward. That was your cue. Can we try it again? All of us are ready to look. <laughs> but this morning, we're going to go to a text in the Bible that's going to make us pause and look back. And what I want to share with us this morning in the idea of abiding is if we want to move forward by God's grace and He's leading, we've got to take moments daily in our lives where we pause, like we're going to do this week through fasting, but Every single day throughout this year where we say, we're going to take a moment and turn back and make sure that the beginning of things, our relationship with the Lord, our time with Him, our time in His Word, our prayer life is still intact. Because if we don't, we find ourselves overcome by the waves of the world around us. And before we know it, we're in that stream that becomes really dangerous. So let's open up our Bibles to John chapter 1 this morning. The Gospel of John. And he takes a moment at the beginning as he opens up this Gospel to look back. So let's read John chapter 1 verses 1 to 14. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. So let's hear what the Word of the Lord says to us this morning. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, you are the living word, you and you alone. And I pray, Lord, as we look at your word this morning, may that life and that light come to us, that beginning of things, Father, where you created each one of us for the sole purpose of receiving you. And I pray this morning as your word is preached, that your Holy Spirit will illuminate it and speak to all of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here John starts wanting to tell the story of Jesus, but he starts by looking back and going to the beginning. He echoes the exact same words that we find right at the beginning of the Bible. Genesis 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning what? God created. And here he echoes those words. says, in the beginning was the word. And he brings the story of the beginning together with the story of Jesus. And then he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and everything that is created was created by him and through him. We know that when God created in the beginning, he, he created through words. And that words has now become the word personified in Jesus Christ who stepped into this world. And the Bible says, from the beginning, the word is the thing that created. The word is the thing that gives life. The word is the thing that gives light. And the word is the thing that sustains all of the created world that we see. So the question we've got to ask ourselves right at the beginning is, do you go back to the beginning to make sure that that's true in your life too. In the beginning, the Bible says the world or the earth, as we know it, was void and formless. It didn't have any structure or any form. It says that it was covered with darkness and there was on it the surface of the deep, like the deep ocean I had to face last week with my bodyboarding attempt, and the Spirit of God was hovering over it. But only when God spoke, only when words proceeded, did that which was dark 
and deep turned into something which brought light and life. If you go back to the original language, those words, deep and dark, is the words tovu vavovu, which means chaotic and formless. So when John speaks in John chapter 1, he says, in the beginning was the word, and he reminds us of what happened in the word, God speaks into our lives, and he takes our chaotic and formless lives, and he makes something of it. Isn't that amazing? So when we remind ourselves to look back to the beginning, we remind ourselves that it's only in the word, it's only in our relationship of abiding with Jesus that our sometimes chaotic, dark, deep, formless lives finds its substance. It's only like, it's only in those moments of looking back when we are faced by the waves of this world that we can stand and truly stand. And that same word is still speaking today. So John opens up and he brings four very personal things to us to explain the nature of God at the beginning of this gospel that I'd like to look at, look at with you guys this morning. The very first thing is, the creator of all things is the true light and life. It said, the word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to every, everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and darkness can never extinguish it. Have you allowed darkness to extinguish the light of God in your life at times? Maybe this past season, as it's been for me, where we've had blows to our faith and difficult moments where it feels like darkness is ruling, it felt like the light was being diminished. But the Bible clearly says that this creator is the source of all light. He is the source of all life. And I love that little segue that John takes here. He's speaking about Jesus and then he pauses and says, there was another man, John, and he was not the true light. He was only pointing to the light because sometimes we try and find the light in other people. Sometimes we try and find the life in our spouse or in a friendship or in a spiritual leader or in someone else having to give us away. So John made very clear to say, Jesus is the true light and life. There was another man, John, and for these people who were reading it, some of them probably would have been devout followers of John. He says, don't build your life on John, build your life on the true light and the true life. Do we live like that? Or have we allowed the waves of darkness and the depths of this world and this season have we allowed that to distinguish the light of Jesus in our own lives? How much light are you letting in this morning? How much light are you letting in every day in what you meditate on, think about, read, watch, listen to, and engage in? What could this year look like if you fully let the light of Jesus in every single day, abiding in Him, the true light and life? So for all the older children this morning, who want to try and be brave and answer the question, how fast does light travel? Anyone want to try? Ruan? He says very fast, that's right. <laughs> you see, the difference between darkness today and light is that darkness has the propensity to kind of creep up upon us. And before we know it, it's like that stream we're taken out of course. 
where light is the fastest thing that we probably know as humans. Lights travel at the speed of 299,792,455 meters per second. All right, so this is a meter. Okay, multiply that by 300 million. Let's just be safe this morning. I'm going to not try and mess up the numbers. I might sound like someone we all know. That means, if you do the math, that light can circle the entire earth 7.45 times in a second. So let's all take out our hands and try and just circle your hand with your finger once within a second. Okay, you guys are, that's pretty, it's like some of you guys are on milliseconds there, you're doing great. Now try and do that 7.5 times in a second. Uh, you guys are too slow. Run is pretty close. Anyone else want to try? That's how fast light travels if you compare it to the world, throughout the world, 7.45 times. That's how powerful it is. You know how that came into existence? Let there be light. Four words in English, perhaps when God spoke one, maybe two known words to us today. That's how powerful he is. Yet, when we talk about 2020 and 2021, we have the propensity to talk about the darkness. We have the notion to talk about the waves, the difficulties, the death. But the one who said with one single breath, let there be light, has come near to be with us, to be our God, to say, I am the true light, and my light wants to come and lead you in this world. Since that moment, darkness can try all at once, but it cannot distinguish the light at all. Now, darkness might put up a fight. Let's be real. That's true, right? We all know that darkness does put up a fight. There are those moments and those seasons in our lives where it feels like darkness is overcoming the light and we can't see the light, but it's in those moments that we've got to step back and go to the beginning and say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He came and He dwelt amongst us, and inside of Him was life, and that life was the light that we all need to live today. Can we be people of the light this year? Where the true light, not finding it in someone else or in something else, but in Jesus, be the thing that lights up every single step that we take this year. Not only that, but then John continues and he speaks about the heart of the Father. He didn't just leave these abstract ideas with us, speaking about the Word, speaking about light speaking about life, but then he came and he showed us the real heart of God. And the second point this morning is that the creator of all things desires to be near. Not only far off, not only a big idea, a powerful idea, he desires to be near. It says in verse 14, the word became flesh and his dwelling was among us. We have seen his glory. God could have stayed afar off. He could have said, let there be light. 
He could have created all of this world with those eight moments when he spoke and brought everything into existence. But he decided that his desire is to come near. Therefore, that very word that spoke in the beginning, he brought right to us in human form when Jesus took on the form of man. He wasn't just a far-off creating force. He was a very near personal friend. That's always been his desire for us. Unlike many other religions in the world today, man is taken and made God. But in our faith, in our belief, God takes himself and submits himself into the form of mankind because to him it wasn't enough that we just know about the word and the light and the life, abstract, disconnected ideas. To him, his desire has always been to come near. But then we read further on that the creator's desire wasn't only to come near, his desire was to be known. Let's read again in verse 18. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father. He has made him known. Not only did Jesus come to be near, he's come so that we may know the one who created all things, that we may know the creator of this world, that we might know the powerful force behind everything that we see in this world, that we might know the one who speaks two words in a breath and all of light exists. That's why Jesus came, not to just bring us a little bit closer to understanding, but for us to know him and for him to know us. I want to say at the beginning of this year that our ability to face any darkness this year is simply locked up in knowing him. If we know the Father, because that's what Jesus brought, he came near and then he made the Father known. If we know the Father, we can honestly face any circumstance. And this world offers up a whole lot of challenging circumstances, but we can face them because we know the Father, we know the creator of light, and without that light, nothing else would have ever existed. The outcome of this year for you personally, irregardless of what happens around the world, is directly connected to you abiding in the Father. It's about you waking up every morning before you face the streams and the waves in front of you and going back to the beginning. Say, Lord, in the beginning, there is you. In the beginning of my day, in the beginning of my thoughts, in the beginning of my actions, in the beginning of anything else, before I have my coffee and my strawberry prenutro and go for a run, there is you. There is you who exists, and I want to know you because you've sent Jesus to create a space for me to know you and for you to know me. I want you to see the progression here. The progression is far off. Darkness and depth. And then God says, I'm going to bring light. And with that light, the life of all mankind and humanity existed in it. And then God says, but that's not enough. I want to come closer so I'm going to take on human form and live amongst, the, amongst humans in the personhood of Jesus Christ. But he says, but that's not enough. Jesus is not just going to be amongst them. He's going to teach them who I am. He's going to make them known. And then there's even a last step that we read in scriptures this morning. Is that the creator's ultimate desire is to be received. It's not enough for him 
to just be powerful. It's not enough for him to just come near. It's not even enough for him to just make himself known, the word at the beginning. For him, the ultimate pursuit is that we, you and I, receive him. Now, when I speak about this, our notion is that we all think about that day, that moment, where we say, Jesus, I receive you. But did you know that receiving Christ is a momentary, day-by-day, minute opportunity, minute-by-minute opportunity? It's not just a once-off moment, but it's every single day where we say, Spirit of God, I receive you. Jesus, I receive your word. In humility, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to live my life according to it. I receive you, Lord Jesus, when I go into my workplace. I receive you, Lord Jesus, when I face challenges. I receive you, Lord Jesus, when I'm with my friends and with my family. That's the ultimate desire of the creator of light, is that you receive him, and he comes and make his dwelling place inside of you. So if we want to go into this year 2022, and we want to abide, it's a matter of receiving. It's a matter of saying, you've come near, you've made yourself known. I do want to know you, but I'm choosing to receive you every single day of my life. Just as I shared last week, when I was in the waves, I could have been brave and try and do this by myself and just go for it. I was completely tempted by the pro West Coast surfers at the back going down three, four meter waves with their surfboards as if it's breathing. (laughs) I wanted to be the man. I wanted to be the one out there to show them that this Gauteng raised boyki who never got into a board in his life much can do it just like you guys. But I realized that I had to receive that anchor of looking back and knowing what is important. More important than my own pride, more important than my own ability, more important than the temptation out there, I had to receive faith and structure and choosing the anchor at the beach that I had. And then I decided to go out. So whatever you might face today, whatever is in this year ahead, can we live like that? Where we say, Lord, we receive you every day. Where there's not one day this year that we don't wake up receiving him and what he has for us. And how do we do it? Well, we do it with the word. We do it in prayer. We do it in faith. We do it in deed by witnessing Christ to the world. We do it in our language. We do it in the things that we spend our time on. And honestly, people, in the times that we live in, that's the only way that we're going to get through the year 2022 and get to the end of it and say, God is amazing and he's been faithful is if we receive that faithfulness of God into our hearts. I want to pray for you this morning for that receiving. I want to pray for you to not make a lighthearted Beginning of the year, Peter has encouraged us from the Bible, so let's do it, decision. But to take a moment between you and the Lord, to abide with him for just a brief moment now, and pray and say, Lord, I want to receive you daily. You aren't just a far-off, disconnected, powerful force. 
You've come to make yourself known. You've come near. Now I'm ready to receive you. So let's close our eyes for a moment and think about him as we conclude this morning. And I want you in your own words, just through your thoughts, to pray. And just say, Lord, may this year be the year that I receive you every single day. May abiding in you be my greatest pursuit. Spend some time to speak to him for a moment. And with our eyes closed, I just want you to listen to this once more. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Lord Jesus, today as we recognize that we were made by you, because nothing that was made was made apart from you, we thank you, Jesus, that we can know you, that we can speak to you, and as surely as I'm saying your name, and as surely as each one of us have prayed in our hearts or our thoughts right now, that's how near you are to us. So I pray for us as a house this year, as we focus on abiding, as we enter this week of prayer and fasting and letting our lives be aligned to this light. I pray, Father, that no darkness will be allowed near our hearts and souls. Lord Jesus, that when the darkness creeps up, Lord, that we will go back to the beginning and look back to find our anchor, to find our light, to find the life that you have brought once more again, Father. I pray, Lord, that every single day would be a day that we receive you, not just receive the grace of the day, not just receive what you have for us in the day, but receive you as the person who's with us closely every single moment of the day, Lord. I pray, Lord, that in humility you will teach us how to live like that this year, that we will not be deterred by the winds and waves of doctrine in the world around us, but that we would find the light and the life and we would anchor our souls in it. So this morning, Lord, I bless your people. I bless them with knowing you, the Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you have made the Father known. And we ask, Holy Spirit, will you continue to be the teacher who teaches us about Christ and the Father as we open up the word and live near him this year. In Jesus' name, and we all say, amen. amen.